it connects to that, and it is the river of God, um, the flow of God. You have to sometimes find your flow. You've got to find the, the vein. You've got to find the place that God has for you and the purpose that he has for you. Um, but God's blessings, he wants us to be in a river. He wants us to flow in the things of the Spirit. And uh, I want to look at that tonight uh, for just a few moments and just lay some groundwork here tonight and then get into, in the next couple of weeks, some things that will hinder the flow of God in your life. If you know what is stopping it up, if you know what is hindering it, you can do something about it, right? And so uh, we're going to work on that uh, over the next few weeks. The Bible tells us that God wants us blessed. He wants us to live in a river that is too wide to cross. He wants us to live in a place that is too deep to go through. He wants us to know that, that he is in control and we need to know that he is in control. Amen. And the Psalms uh, in verse 46 and verse number one, Psalms 46 and verse number one, it says there that God is our refuge and our strength and he is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of his tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall be uh, moved. God shall help her just at the breaking of dawn. Amen. Here we see in this chapter in Psalms 46, I want you to take notice with me that there are two different rivers that are flowing. I mean, know that there are two rivers of, that are flowing today. We talked about it some Sunday morning. There is good and there is evil. There is righteous and there is unrighteous. There is uh, that uh, that is uh, defeating and there is that that is blessing. And we see two rivers here that is flowing in this chapter. And the scripture said that there is a river whose streams uh, bring about roaring waters and bring about trouble. It says that the mountains will shake with swelling. And so there is trouble that is uh, going in this river, in this stream, in this vein. There is a flow of trouble. There is a flow, the scripture said, calls it a roaring that causes there to be difficulty, that causes there to be a troubling in your spirit. But he says that you can choose here. You can choose to rather stay in that and allow it to shake your life but he says there is a river in the midst of her whose streams will make glad the city of our God. Amen. In other words, there is two rivers and we can choose which river we want to get in. Amen. We can be in the river of confusion. We can be in the river of the streams of trouble that are roaring and, and, and causing difficulty in our life. Or we can choose to be in this river, the streams that bring healing, the streams that help us to understand God more and in a greater level. And so we see that the, the world powers that are in 
place today. We see all of the trouble that is raging today. And I don't want to go back over the things that we talked about on Sunday morning just to only say that that there is trouble brewing all around us. We see that there are terrorists armed with biochemicals and nuclear weapons. We see that there is a a deemed a holy war that is against uh, God. We see that uh, there is a, a people that want to kill you and destroy you if you do not have the same viewpoint and opinion that they do. Amen. But I want you to also know that in the midst of all of this, in in the midst of uh, unemployment rising, in the midst of there being an increase of, of, of trouble and circumstances coming our way that we seem like are out of control of, that in the midst of all of this, the psalmist writes and says, I know that this is what's going on, but there is a strength. There is a river, amen, that can bring you peace. There is a stream, a place in God, praise God, that you can go to even when the chaos is going on, even when the terrorists are making their rages, even when trouble is on every side and there is a great swelling, there is a great difficulty. He says in the midst of all of this, at the same time, there is a river whose streams are flowing right now. Amen. What's the Ohio River doing right now? Flowing. What's it doing at 3 o'clock in the morning? Amen. It's continually, perpetually flowing. And that's the way it is in the spirit realm. There is a flow that is going on continually. And what we have to do is make a conscious choice and decision what river we're going to be in. Amen. And so we have to make that choice. The problem that we face today is that that there are trouble, that there are difficulties, but we've got to know that we have to get into a river that is greater than what we are. And our problem is, is we want to play in the pond. Amen. I'm going to bring it. You ain't going to like it, but I'm going to bring it. Because the pond just retains water. But a river has a continual flow of water. Amen. And so we can't be worried about playing in the pond of our own uh, thoughts and our own theology and our own concepts of what we think is right. But we've got to get in the river of God that is continually moving. Amen. How How many don't like change? All right. Three of you. The rest of you lying. (laughs) I mean, no, some change is good, isn't it? I mean, you know, we enjoy some change, but there are other things. When change comes, we just kind of get set in our ways. We're comfortable with that. It's nothing wrong with that. But then change comes. And when we talk about the things of God, there is a constant change. There is a constant current. There is a moving forward that moves us into the presence of God. And if we are willing, we can get into this stream, praise God, and, and we will know more about God tomorrow than we did today. Amen. Ezekiel saw the river, right? In Ezekiel chapter 47 and and verses 1 through 12, he first sees the river and he says it's ankle deep and then he said it's knee deep and then it's waist deep and then it is so deep that you can't cross it. 
It's deeper than what you're able to walk across. The different depths represent to us uh, the, ver- uh, the levels of experiencing with God that we desire to have. Some folks get, it, get in ankle deep and they're satisfied because they're saved and satisfied. They're going to heaven and thank God for that, right? But then we go and we see that it's knee deep and so we, there is a greater revelation of who he is. And then he goes on and says that we want more of God and we wade out a little further, waist deep. But then he talks to us about where we really lose control and allow the Holy Spirit to be not only Savior, but Lord of our life. And that is when we get into river that we cannot cross over, river that we cannot touch the bottom in. And whenever we get knee deep in a relationship with God, we can totally and we are not totally immersed in his presence, immersed in and, and let our minds be renewed and let our, our thoughts be renewed and let every area of our life be changed and transformed by the power of God. Then that atomic nature is going to continue to rise up. We're going to continue to want to do things the way we always did things. But we've got to get our mind under the the flow of God. We've got to get immersed into the presence of God. Because when we are knee deep, we can still uh, have both feet on the ground and we can wade back to shore. When we don't, uh, we think it's getting a little too much, when we think it's getting a little too great, we can always, as long as our feet are touching the ground, we can go and we can go back to where we came from. Amen. But he's talking to us and he says, I want you to get in out over your head. I want you to take a leap into the river. I want you to get immersed into the river. Amen. And when we do, we come to a place that of complete surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, where there's no longer us that's in control. Because have you ever went to the ocean and, 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 and you'd get into the water so far, but you would get in just far enough that when you see the wave come and you can run back out. That's what smart people do. <laughs> Amen. But when it's in the spirit realm, when you are still on your feet and the waves begin to rise, you're still in control. So therefore, you make decisions based upon what your mind is telling you, what your thoughts and your emotions are telling you. And you run back to the place that you're safe at. But whenever you are out there and and you're beyond in the ocean and you're out there beyond where you can touch the bottom, it doesn't matter how big a wave you see coming, you don't have the ability to outrun the wave because you're not in control any longer. All you can do is hang on and enjoy the ride. Amen. And I'm telling you that that's where God wants us to go. We have too much safe relationship with God. And we've got to get to a place where we lose control, where we say, God, it's no longer I that live, but it is you that lives within me. And God, I'm going to give you everything. And so I I may not know how to get over this mountain. I may not know how to get over this wave, but I'm just going to wait on out here beyond my control, beyond my ability 
Christie, and I'm going to trust in you completely and say, God, I don't know how I'm going to get over this wave, but I trust you with it. I may go over it. I may ride through it. But whenever the wave is over, I'm going to put my total and complete trust in you that you're going to take care of this situation. Amen. The river of Ezekiel's life that he saw was full of life. Water flowed toward the eastern regions. It also flowed toward the western region. To the east was the Dead Sea. And once it was salty, you know the story of the Dead Sea, there's no life there. And whenever the river flowed, the Bible said everything that the water touched, it lived. Right? And so... The fruit trees of all kinds grew on both banks of the river. Amen. Their leaves would not wither and they would produce fruit every, that would not fail. Amen. They would bear fruit every month because there was no fail of the fruit because what the river touched brought life to it. Praise God. Amen. And so although this, uh, this river of life is a prophecy, it is also one day the scripture says, I believe it's in uh, uh, Zechariah uh, about chapter 14. It talks to us and says that this river shall appear in Jerusalem. Amen. But it's a symbol. It's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. It is about the Holy Spirit that is to be living on the inside of you and I. Yes, it will happen in a, in a form in the natural, but how many know that God uses shadow and types? He uses symbolisms in, that are in the natural so we can understand the thing in the spirit. And that's what he's doing here with this river. He is saying that there is a Holy Spirit that is available to us that no matter if it's dead, no matter what in life is going on, and we get in this river, everything that the Holy Spirit touches in our life will be impacted and will not die, but it will live. Amen. And so this river here, we know that it's God's power in our lives. It's the power to save us. It's the power to bless us and for us to have an abundant life. And we can decide not to let sadness and sorrow control our life any longer. I have a choice. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I have a choice. I don't have to go around singing the gloom, despair, and agony on me. I don't have to go around looking like a brush with a dill pickle, gargle with vinegar. Amen. Nobody like that. The worst thing in the world is an ugly saint. Amen. You, you expect that in the world, but come on, somebody. You ought to have some joy inside of you if you're a child of God. You ought to know that even though it may be difficult, that you, you know that in yourself that there is a river flowing, and because that river is flowing, you have a hope, amen, even in the midst of chaotic situations, that your future is going to be brighter than your now. Amen. And so we know that hope and we take courage in that hope and we make a choice that we will not be discouraged, that we will not be sour-faced, that we will not live a life of, of turmoil and chaos and, and drama. Amen? But we will live a life that is full, fulfilled in the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
we can allow the river of life to flow out of us and keep us secure, keep us happy, no matter what is happening around us. The psalmist saying, God's promises and said he would preserve us in Psalms 36 and verse 5. He said, your mercy, O Lord, is the heavens and your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains and your judgments are the great deep, O Lord. You preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your uh, pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. Amen. There is no need for us to be worried. No need for us to be fearful. No need for us to be overwhelmed with the concerns of this world because God has it under control. God's river of gladness is sure to carry us to a safe place. The river of God, amen, the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. We said earlier that the Ohio River is flowing right now. Amen. It flows at three o'clock in the morning. It flows at eight o'clock in the morning. It'll be flowing at midnight. What am I saying? I'm saying it's continually, perpetually flowing. And it is a picture, Jesus tells us, and through the Holy Spirit, that it is a, a picture of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And even though that the turmoil, just because there's chaos in the earth, just because the storms are raging, it does not stop the Ohio River from flowing. And I'm here tonight to tell you just because there's turmoil and trouble and difficulty around us, it does not stop the power of the Holy Spirit from flowing in our lives, but he will take us to a place of peace. He'll take us to a place of rest. He'll take us to a place of completion. Why? Because we learn how to rest in him and we say, it's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me and he is my hope of glory. Amen. The Bible says in John uh, chapter 7, he said, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his uttermost being, out of his belly, shall flow rivers. Out of his belly shall flow rivers. Not just a river, but multiple. Rivers of living water. River of peace. River of joy. River of healing, river of health and prosperity, rivers of living water shall flow out of us. Why? Because we're in the river. And because we're in the river, the river is in us. Amen. So that we are guarded and protected and we are taken to a place by the current. Amen. Have you ever got into a river? I'm not talking about a wading river. I'm talking about a river that you can't touch the bottom and that current gets you right. And you don't have any say over where you're going. The current takes you where it wants to take you. This river, we said there's two rivers, but this river of God doesn't take us to, to the, the, to the rocky places to beat our head against the rocks. 
This river of God doesn't take us, amen, to the, to the cliffs to, to cause us to go over top of a thing and be hurt or to be destroyed. But this river brings us into a place of peace. This river brings us into a place of joy. This river brings us into a place, amen, of no lack and understanding of who God is and what he desires to do in our life. Why? Because we are in this river where that we say we're not going to try to keep control and try to make things happen, but we're just flowing in the river. But we've got to make a choice to do that. You've got to choose whether you want to stay on the banks and twiddle your toes in it and say, you know, here, I, I got what I needed. Thank you, Jesus. And go on back and dry your toes off and go back to the house. Or do we want to get into the deep? Do we want to get into our knees? Do we want to get into something that we still, you know, oh, don't that feel good? Thank you, Jesus. Wasn't that a wonderful service? Wasn't that a great word? Wasn't that great worship? And yet we're still in control. Or do we want to get lost in his presence? Get to the place that it's no longer us making the decisions, the direction, and the courses, but he is directing and ordaining our steps, that he is directing our path. Amen? You see, as we believe on Jesus Christ, he said to the believer that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen? This is the joy. The joy is that supernatural gift from God of the Holy Spirit that is living on the inside of us. When we as believers come together to the house of the Lord, we ought to leave more encouraged than when we came. We ought not leave discouraged. We ought not leave oppressed. But the word of God ought to do a stirring of the water inside of us that causes us to understand that we are greater than the circumstances we're dealing with. Amen. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1, he tells us, amen, that he has sealed us with the promise. Amen, a guarantee of our inheritance. In other words, God says, I guarantee you what I told you I was going to give you, it's yours. I guarantee you the promise, amen, that I have said is yours, it is yours. And God speaks through words and through pictures so that we can understand and we can know what he is wanting to do. As I've already said, he uses natural things. He uses natural things for us to be able to visualize and to see what is going on. And God likens his own presence to this vast changing, life changing uh, river that if you will just immerse yourself into it, that your life can be radically changed. We can see the parallel between the river of life and the anointing of God. God's presence brings healing and security even in the midst of trouble. I was preaching one time and a revival meeting and, and the pastor told me I, I was preaching I don't remember the text or whatever but I was preaching about the fact that God can give you peace in the middle of a storm and uh, he didn't do it publicly but afterwards he said I don't know if I believe that or not I said well then I, you know you're the pastor you can preach what you want to here but I know I know 
that God can give you peace even in the storm. God doesn't, isn't 